Elliot Goldstein is hosting a radio and podcast show out of New Mexico called NMDJ Presents Fly on the Wall. We are building a fresh, fabulous podcast library of musicians, writers, artists, and all good people of note, with many new and exciting guests to come. We are listener-funded. If you would like to assist our Venmo info is New Mexico DJ service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ service at gmail.com. We appreciate your help. We would like to thank Alan Gower for the intro music. Enjoyed the show. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Fly on the Wall podcast. I'd like to tell you how I got started. Um, I really had no idea on um, the beginnings of what had even where to start. And I stumbled upon Anchor by Spotify. And it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And I'll explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And um, when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast automatically on listening platforms. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on other uh, platforms. And it, Anchor made it so simple. And um, it's all in one place. Everything you need to make a podcast, you can find in one place. And um, the amazing part is it's all free. So um, there is no uh, downside to any of this. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R. And again, it's the Anchor app or go anchor.fm. And it's real easy to get started. And um, thank you for listening to Fly on the Wall and uh, back to the show. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Welcome to New Mexico DJ Service presents Fly on the Wall podcast with your host Elliot Goldstein. This podcast is listener funded so if you wish to assist the Venmo info is New Mexico DJ Service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ Service at gmail.com. Any size contributions would be appreciated. We are delighted to have as our guests David Torn and Michael Shreve. David has contributed to recordings by artists as diverse as David Bowie, K. D. Lang, John Legend, Madonna, Tori Amos, Bill Bruford, Tony Levin, Mick Khan, David Sylvian, Chocolate Genius, Michael Shreve, Steve Roach, Patrick O'Hearn, Andy Reinhardt, Matt Chamberlain, Michelle and Deggio Cello, and Don Cherry. In addition to his composition work, 
Torn's music has been featured in a wide variety of films, including Friday Night Lights, Velvet Goldmine, Adaptation, The Big Lebowski, The Departed, Fur, The Hooks, California, Traffic, Reversal of Fortune, Tibet, and Three Kings. He studied with Leonard Bernstein as well as with guitarists John Abercrombie, Pat Martino, Paul Weiss, and Arthur Basile. When he was 19, Michael jammed with Santana at a recording studio and was invited to join that day. Santana played the Woodstock Festival, shortly after Shreve's 28th birthday, but before the release of their eponymous first album. He remained with Santana through Borboletta and The Live Lotus. Shreve left the original Santana band to pursue solo projects. He moved to London to record the 1976 album, Automatic Man. While in London Shreve was part of the fusion supergroup Go With Stomery Mashta, Steve Winwood, Aldi Miola, and Klaus Schulze, releasing two studio albums Go and Go To and the live album Go Live from Paris. Shreve has also collaborated with Mick Jagger, The Rolling Stones, David Beale, Andy Summers, Steve Roach, Jonas Helborg, Buckethead, Freddie Hubbard, and others. Shreve has composed music for several films, most notably Paul Mazursky's Tempest and Apollo 13. So, let's begin. If you are inclined to get Elliot a cup of coffee it can be done, the Venmo info is, New Mexico DJ Service. The PayPal info is, New Mexico DJ Service at gmail.com. Please tell your friends about the show. The more the merrier. Hi, David. Dude. Oh, man. How's everybody doing? The boys? Linda? Yeah. You know, everybody's pandemified, so everybody's kind of freaking out and crazy and stressed out and blissful and stressed out again. And, you know, it's holiday season, so it's all worse right now because every plan has been shattered by, by... um, I'll tell you, I spoke to Steve Berlin um, earlier, and um, Los Lobos is in New York. They were playing the city winery, and they got canceled at the last yeah, minute. Everything's fucked, yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, Radio City is shut down. Radio City is canceled. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's, uh, the schools started getting shut down last week, so my grandkids mm-hmm. are out of school. Um, I think we're going to see them. They're all tested, and I'm. I test. I have to test regularly, so I'm tested. I'm okay. I I, I spent the week and a half, two weeks uh, isolated in my own home, away from Linda Michael because I had gotten exposed in in Brooklyn uh, a couple few weeks ago. So really, wow. And, She's diabetic, so she we couldn't take the. I'm asthmatic. She's diabetic. We couldn't take any chances, so we just split the house into two areas, you know. And it was a drag. Wow. What a fucking bummer! Man. What a brilliant oh idea! What, what a brilliant idea to get away from your wife though for a week or two. <laughs> I, think, I, have to, I, have to, I have to be honest about it. I think it's probably better for her to get away from me than me. yeah, yeah. Wait, One of us is a handful, and it's Wait, not her. Laura, I got COVID. I, I may have to split for two weeks. <laughs> you, know, <it's> like... <laughs> you know, I mean, there's something to this. It's not It's not kidding around. I'm a musician. It's two years that this has been going on. 
I have never been home for this long ever since I was, yeah. I don't even know. God damn, yeah. I had that I had that fucking brain surgery and three months later I was in Germany every other month for three months. You know, like I remember, yeah. Man, and this is like I, I'm in I'm in this room. This is where I am. I've just been making record after record after record for people and then sitting around going, Can I go somewhere, man? I was supposed to be in Turkey already. <laughs> you know? Really? <laughs> yeah, oh. I really wanted to go to Turkey uh, for for last uh, I don't know it was like six seven months ago or something, but nothing. Yeah. I, nothing. Yeah, I know. I was supposed to start uh, a tour in Portugal like last year, and then and then this fall do the rest of Europe with this guitar player of you know this uh, Russian guy and. Um, we had done some gigs a couple of years ago in St. Petersburg and, and Moscow. Oh, and, yeah. And it went well. And so, you know, I was really, really looking forward to it. And um, I've been in my room too, David, for two years. So, I mean, yeah. I'm making, I've been making bits and pieces, right? Like I'm trying to learn software and gear and this and this. And so I went to your Bandcamp page just like a couple hours ago and what you said there is exactly what I'm saying now is I just like recorded a ton of stuff. I did this and this. Now I'm, I can't be in my studio because it's too dangerous because I just had major back surgery. Oh, like, like five weeks ago. And so I got to be careful of like stands. And, and so I cleared the office and I'm just learning. I'm just trying to learn software. All I've got is a computer and an iPad. And, and yeah. so I've, I've decided I'm, I'm picking up all these bits and pieces. I'm going to try to make a record, you know? Yeah, I, 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 I did. I made one. It's done. I made another one with a, with, with a band, with a bunch of very different people from different parts of the world. And I did it. And, and then all of a sudden, everybody wanted me to mix their record. So... I've been working on other people's records. I did a little film and, 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 and I couldn't say no because, because I have to work or else I go crazy. Right. So my own records on the back is it, it's been ready to fucking mix like for five months. Right? Really? It's really different. It's really exciting for me. And I, I haven't gotten back to finishing it probably take me a week to finish it. If, if I can get the, if I can get the singer to let, sing let on me, this one. Let me get Michael caught up. Um, David and his son, Elijah, have a, a new uh, release called The uh, Night Cage. It's a board game. Real dark and and, and it's like really, really dark. It's dark. It's yeah. super dark. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's a game. It's a game score, but it's for a, a board game, which is yeah. very unusual. Um, nice. And, nice. Yeah, Elijah started it. He 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 knew the filmmaker and the the guy who had written the story and the and uh, he he is a filmmaker and he's I think he's um, actually I, I never met the guy but he and Elijah got together. He wanted music. He liked what Elijah was doing electronically. Elijah said, you know, maybe me and my dad could do this thing together. He said, great. So we just you know. 
mailing stuff back and forth for yeah. a couple of weeks. I sent him a couple of big ideas. He, I sent him a, then I sent a bunch of textures and he'd ask me for more textures. And then he started writing grooves and kind of like really, really fucked up dark shit. Oh, real yeah. Dark. Real dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It real it's dark. cool. It's pretty fun, you know, and it, it and it, it has, it has a shape, you know, it has an arc to it. So it's, it, it's not just, it, there's a lot of uh, repetition because it's a game, of course, but then it actually grows and there is kind of a storyline there. It's cool. It's pretty cool. And it kind I, did of... really, I did a groovy film, Michael, that I can't believe, I don't know if it's ever going to get released. 20 minute film where this di Italian director made this 20 minute film. There's no dialogue. There are no humans in it at all. It's it is it is it looks incredible, and she had tempt into the score. She had tempt a live. I found out my 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 friend Bill Horberg, who's a, a, a film producer that I really enjoy working with. He said, "I think you should meet this woman Nava, and you, would you want to look at this film?" And I said, "Sure." He sent me this film and he goes, it's not what you expect. Whatever you think, it's not what you expect. I watched this 20-minute film. I went, wow, that is fucking beautiful. That's gorgeous. Of course I'll do it. So then he tells me that she tempted a live gig, solo gig that I did as her score at, at her place. Oh. And what did I think of that? And I said, which one was it? <laughs> what gig was it? Yeah. And I never said this to her, but he told me what gig it was. And I said, oh, man, that gig sucked. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and he goes, well, you want to do something different? I said, I'd love to do, like, if she likes that idea, I can do something that's, you know, more to picture, like, like you do when you're composing for a film. And he said, absolutely. Are you in? I said, well, let's talk to her. Got her on the phone. We started talking a little bit. And I went to town during the pandemic. You know, got I got Tim to play some alto on it. Dean Sharp's playing some some gu uh, guided drum parts. I got a flute, um, alto flute quartet in it, um, wow. and it's based on guitar and textural stuff that I did before I brought the arrangement forward. Right, so I did all that guitar stuff first, and then started arranging it to the picture. It's pretty nice. I really. Really kind of dig it. No idea if it's ever going to get released. You know. Well, you know, it can always be presented at at at, at film festivals as as a certain kind of film. So, you yeah, know. that's what she, that's what she's doing. She's uh, she it's played it's played it played in Venice at the I guess at the Biennale and and uh, and she's playing at a couple of places. I think she hoped that somebody would buy it. It's a 20-minute short film with no human beings and no dialogue. So, Oh, sure. Big market. Big market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's you, know, it's, you, know, you know what? The, I just saw for a, probably the hundredth time the Philip Glass movie, um, Kayas. Kayano Yeah. 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 Uh, you know. That's incredible too. It's an incredible. It film. is, yeah. It's really. And that. you know, Tan Tangerine Dream has one out too. Of buildings yeah. exploding. Well, there's a lot. A lot of the a lot of the artists that I'm exploring now, both musically, well, uh, 
a handful of the artists that I'm exploring, I, I hear their music and then I go deeper and I realize music second to them. And really what they do is do visuals and film and, and they're making, you know, their own music for their own films. And, and I, I'm attracted to it because it's not this or that, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And so I'm, I find myself and the same with drummers who are doing stuff with visuals or that's really where I want to go anyway. And I've been wanting to go there 30 years and everything's available now. So I just got to either learn it myself or plug in with these people. You know, there, there's an amazing site online called seditionart.com. Okay. And it's all digital artists and with limited, you know, short films and limited amount, you can buy them. And there's maybe 150 available, right? Or a uh, 100. And then when that sells, the price goes up. But I've been collecting a catalog. You can get like 60 bucks or this or that. And um, I've got like about 20, 25 pieces of art now that they're, it's all just moving, beautiful, subtle, visual stuff from artists all over the world. And the reason, I mean, I love that stuff anyway, but what I want to do is, music or sound to these things and then contact the artist and say hey let's do something you know what i mean right yeah yeah that's my idea of jamming nowadays you know <laughs> i i feel i feel lucky that i got i got into that i got people to come up when things were safe there was a brief period you know may june something like that where it was safe and i had people come up and and record on this music. I I didn't get to. We did play one live gig. Uh, me and Chess and Craig Taborn and Tim played one gig in New York, and it freaked me out. Like I couldn't believe it was great to get out and play, but it totally. The club was packed, and I didn't even think. I live in the country. I'm I'm like a a, a hermit or something now, right? Yeah, you're yeah. I don't go out. I, I don't. I don't go out. We, we, you know, we we go to the store. We call. They bring it to the door. You pick it up and you disappear. I'm the same. I'm the same. I haven't. I haven't been out in two. I got friends that are pissed at me, and they just oh. say I'm paranoid and this and this. And I'm kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm of a certain age. And the the thing is, I don't give a fuck. I, I, you know, I realize. <laughs> Oh, I kind of like this. So where do yeah. I want to live in the world? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and it's great because you if you don't go to your house, you can live anywhere and be happy. You know, if you I know, I know, I'm yeah. looking. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah. Oh so. yeah. Well, you you were I think you were on the way. You were close because you mentioned Portugal before, and uh, I, yeah. I I have a hard time thinking of a of a of a more attractive place to to spend later years yeah honestly. you know uh we uh my 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 dad passed a few years ago and he left me and my sister the family home in fort lauderdale and and you know we sold it as quick as we could and i thought okay great now linda and i can go to portugal together and we can look around and see some properties right <laughs> right <laughs> never I mean, happened I know I, I've subscribed to all these things and everything, but now I'm concerned about Europe in general. And um, 
and the stuff that's mo- moving on. And I know it's too hot, but the latest place I'm looking at is Merida, Mexico. Oh. And, and it's very getting very contemporary. And what you can get, David, for not much is just amazing. But the thing is the heat, and I know I'm terrible in that heat, but I found out I don't care if I go out or not. So, um, right. <laughs> it's not funny, but but I get it. Yeah, right. it's like not, nobody you miss that much that you have to see, right? I mean, it's funny. The only thing I did in two years is um, I went to my son's wedding in L.A. about three months ago. And, Wait, uh, got married. Sam got married. Got married. Yeah. He uh, actually you... married his high school sweetheart. Oh man. If if you see if you see Cooper, tell him I'm drinking Cooper I'm drinking Cooper's whiskey tonight. All right. Yeah. I, I will I, I just spoke, I texted him. He changed his name. He changed his name to Slater. Oh, I knew that. I totally spaced. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we you, we, we hung out. Yeah. yeah. I'll let him know. He'll like that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'll tell him I'll change the name of the whiskey to Slater's. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you guys did two albums together? Did, uh, I think more. Did I we? Three, three minimum is what yeah. I'd say. Yeah, I think because we did, we did Leaving Time with... Steve, yeah, uh, I joined you guys. Yeah, then, then we did stiletto with you Andy did... and Aishom. Oh, yeah, you and, did stiletto. Uh, yeah, we did stiletto, right? And then we did the. I think we did that. Marty uh, your friend Marty, Marty. Marty yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, but two... David, David. During this period, I dug out all kinds of old DAT tapes and cassette tapes, and I like went crazy. Do you know how many outtakes I have of Stiletto? Uh, a lot? A lot. Are there some that you think now are much better than you thought they were before? Oh, so much stuff that I used to not think anything of. I yeah. thought, I'm thinking, what's wrong with you? This is why you have not had enough output in your life, because you're so critical, you never put it out. And so I've changed my whole point of view and I'm going to release all kinds of shit. Like maybe on Bandcamp, like you, like you said, you know. I, I, I think it's a. I think it's really not not. The, it's it's a good idea because because if no one else if no one else is doing it, okay. So up until this point in time, I've had ECM. I don't really feel great about ECM anymore. I don't feel like I have a relationship with the label anymore, and I I, I don't. I'm a little hurt by that, but after being there for so long, but the fact is, is that I'm going to do fine out with, with recordings. I'll be okay. It's, it, it, it'll be better for me. I control it completely. And, and, you know, I don't get the big marketing shit unless I pay for it, but, 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 you know, I, I, I control the, the content and, I could have woken up to this years ago when Tony Levin started his label and he was like really totally a hundred percent into it while we were on the road. And I saw what we were doing. We were, we were making the music that we wanted to make and it was selling and, 
Tony was making the money. <laughs> so, so what do you think of Bandcamp? I like Bandcamp and I don't actually have my own page, but I'm supposed to be getting one built as of I should have started about two weeks ago, but I, I will have one for this new record for sure. Even if it comes out on a label, it's I'm gonna maintain the rights to my bandcamp sales. Um yeah. that's there maybe there'll be a label, but maybe there won't. I, I'm not sure I care. I, I'm not sure yeah. I care to be in no. complicated business with people that don't give a shit about me. And sometimes and where there's it's not enough money to like think that they're doing a, you a favor. And plus you give up ownership and you give up this. It's like it's like have fun, make the money that's there and um yeah, you know. and, and like some of my my one of my friends somebody I think you might know who's working with Spotify now to do to curating yeah. the playlists. You know, he's yeah. basically he basically said to me, You really should do you should get more actively involved in in Spotify. Even he yeah, said they have a whole artist thing now. Yeah. He said he said you'll make money. You eventually you'll make money because you have a, a base and you have yeah. you already have millions of, of plays there. And and he said that that's cool, but what's gonna happen is it's gonna take whatever you own at Bandcamp, it's gonna start selling because that's what we're seeing. We're seeing that that's the marketing and People are still buying from artists directly. So, yeah, and, and they have their new, I sent it to you, uh, Elliot. They have their whole new artist platform. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with 2 billion listeners, yeah. subscribers, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm looking into Spotify as well as Bandcamp for, for the artist stuff, you know? Yeah. It is, it, it's a sketchy business, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, they really came in, they, 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 they came in at the worst possible time doing something that was slightly better than being stolen from, but yeah. still, but still stealing from all of us. Yeah. But, well, but, actually, I mean, the truth is it's the labels that are stealing from all of us because they own it, you know, yeah. I mean, they pay the labels and the labels don't pay us. So I'm, I'm going to have to check on something. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. No, is not is very transparent. They yeah. really, you know, there's they take so little, and they do give back, and they do, they want to continue feeding the community. Okay. There's there's something good about that. So I did a record. I did a record on my friend's label. I have one record on Bandcamp. It's at my friend Tim's label, Screwgun Records, okay. and. Well, is that what that is? Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah, I was really doubtful. I was doubtful about it, and we put it out, and and it sold incredibly well, like really fast. Like it yeah, was really, like, yeah, it was like, and 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 it made me sit up and go, hey, you know, if you did a, a if you did an album on purpose, <laughs> and you did some marketing, no. you know, you'll you'll sell more. Now, Bandcamp you know? also, I think the third Friday of the month. They don't yeah. take a commission, right? That's right. All, yeah. It all goes to the artist. Yeah, and the commission is small, and and they and they pop. They do surprise artist yeah. day. Well, okay, you know? cool. So okay, there's something cool about it. I I really do know a lot of music fans who go there to see what's happening. Right, I agree. I find music on there that I really like, and and there's so many cool people that I like, like Amon Tobin, 
and John Hassel put his stuff out there. And um, and Leswell and then, Leswell has a whole army of stuff there, you know. Oh, does he? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. And and, and Spotify is, is is the close second now, right? They're just kind of getting into the race. Yeah. It, it, I, I think, I think uh, my 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 take on it is that I see Spotify as a marketing device because of the things that my friends who work at Spotify tell me is good about it and tell me what is bad about it, and okay. I really do see it as a as a you know I was invited to do like a weekly thing on Spotify, and at some point I'm going to do that. Um, a, week, like, a weekly thing. Yeah, like, okay, so so Robert Fripp for a while was doing a weekly looping thing, his old Frippertronics thing. He'd do one a week or one every two weeks, and crazy, wow. crazy amounts of people coming into Spotify to, to watch Robert do, hear and watch him do his Spotify thing. And I, I you know, it was suggested to me that this is this is a really good idea for you. Um, it just, because I pump out a lot of material in a lot of different styles of music and, or, or without style, (laughs) (laughs) style less music. Beyond style. Yeah. Beyond style. (laughs) Under under script. (laughs) So, you know, cause you know, I've got like shit that I wrote for films that'll probably never go into a film that were great demos or. Or I actually orchestrated them and they're done, but I own them, but they never got into the film. And then I own them. So this yeah, is yeah. crazy what, what's around. And, and I really should take advantage of it. I get freaked out because I'm so, I'm so dedicated to actually being productive that I never want to actually stop and think about this shit. I just don't. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. You know what I mean? You just go, no, dude, I got a, I got a, I got a new idea. I have to pursue this idea. I'm going to write a, a really strange vocal quartet with, with six violi. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to go, well, you, you were supposed to call the guy from Bandcamp today. Or I meant, I mean, last week, I mean, it's been a month. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I tell you, when I when I found out that I couldn't go out to my studio, I came into my home office, which was, I swear to God, guys, I should have taken a picture. The whole thing was like piled with paper. Like, I still haven't done my taxes. You know what I mean? From the year before, you know, it's like, I don't even open my fucking mail. And yeah, I don't either. But I have everything, all the bills paid uh, automatically. Right, right. And so I swear to God, I took two days and I cleared it out. And now I've got my nice little computer set up. But I'm getting worse as I get older. It's like. Oh, me too, man. Michael, I, I, I can't. I have a few students now. And I actually, it's the first time in since the beginning of the pandemic where I realized I can't let people come in here. There's no room for anybody. It doesn't even matter if they're a client. There is no room. I'm supposed to do these quartets with my friend, Bill. And I'm like, dude, we, we have to go to an outside studio. Well, I, I got this stupid thing behind me because I got a bomb going off behind it. 
Oh, <laughs> oh, the, oh, man, doing a class with America at American Film Institute. I'm sitting in my room and I'm thinking, oh, wait, what can I hope they can't see anything below my shoulders? Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, like Daffy Duck. I'm not even wearing pants now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a whole different time. It's it's scary, but um, yeah. So yeah, but David, you um, you know, I've been listening to the stuff you did with Jack Bruce today too. Some oh of that my stuff, God. yeah, some of that stuff is crazy. That was a, that was super. That, uh, those were that was one that was such a great group with uh, Miroslav Todd. Yeah, Miroslav. Yeah, uh, also Michael and uh, and wow. Mark Nassif playing drums and who, uh, playing drums. Mark Nassif, my oh, sure, my, old, sure, sure. Yeah. my old buddy uh, from yeah. New York, um, yeah. German citizen. Um, man, Incredible stuff. Was, I mean, you guys did the Hendrix tune, um, Wind Cries Mary. Yeah, yep. Uh, just brilliant, brilliant. Then you did yeah. the Cream stuff. You know, you did some Cream tunes. I'm, I'm really into, I have to say, I'm really, I, I, got, I got really deeply into listening to things that started around 1996 or 98. Uh -huh. Going backwards, I haven't gone past that too far. But I've been listening to a, a lot of that 96 forward stuff. And the amount of stuff that I've done, been on, I like a lot of the recent shit. I really do like a lot of it. Um, the, that band, that the, the band, that that uh, heavy band that I was, I'm still nominally in it, but but it's a recording band called Saudades or Saudage Music Collective, and and that's that we did some great sh heavy shit. Me and and uh, uh, Doc uh, from uh, from from Bad Brains, Gary, Gary Miller from Bad Brains and, and uh, Mackie from Bad Brains uh, and um, that Israeli guy, Gil Sharon, if Mackie, if it yeah. wasn't a track, Gil Sharon was playing drums. Uh, Chuck, the main guy. My, my, my Sharona. My, yeah. <laughs> my um, the singer from Deftones, Chelsea Wolfe singing. It was just like it's some of it's really good, really good. I really enjoyed that whole. There's, now, I don't know how many tracks we did. Michael, you said something the other day when we were at that other meeting that um, music's connected. Everything's connected somewhere. I'm and just it, finding. I'm just finding that, like yesterday. Well, I got. I got a. What did I get? I got an email talking about somebody on Bandcamp <clears throat> that I follow, <clears throat> who won a. Of a filmmaker's award at a at a festival, and he's a filmmaker, but he won a music video award. And so I I I, I took an hour to delve into him, and then I, I really loved it. This is the visual stuff. Just a remarkable guy, English guy, and um, and then I read an interview with him, and then from there he said I started getting into this guy and I went to band camp and I found this guy and what he does is he's one of the great natural nature recorder recordists in the world right for 70 bucks I downloaded his whole digital catalog because 
I, I listened to a couple and I bought them. And I said, you know, fuck this. This is like not expensive for this guy's life work. And because I've been looking for in putting together my, my, my maybe album, I've been wanting natural sounds and environmental stuff, Foley stuff. I want to start doing, I want to start having the natural world in my stuff more. And I just thought, man, this is amazing. And so what I plan on doing is like, I can download this stuff. And so I plan on editing it and putting them into some of my music and then contacting the guy and say, can I use it or or you want to do something or what? You know, I mean, I'm I'm hungry for these kind of collaborations with these people. I mean, he's done, done stuff with Richard Attenborough and, yeah. you know, Oceans. and. But I thought, I was thinking, David, man, I'd love to do something with you that's really different maybe for both of us, but, but to include like, you know, natural world sound, like environmental sounds. Um, and spatial, spatial, and and you know, drum drum stuff, but not he- not heavy drum stuff. But I do have this thing, this machine now at home, not a machine, a box that I got during the pandemic. That means I can record really great drum sounds without an engineer or mics, and uh, and it's blowing my mind. Like what you know, I can load my own sounds into it, but it's got like a hundred. 28 gigs of like great drum sounds, all kinds of stuff. And so I can do that now, you know, and, um, and so I guess I'm proposing. I, 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 I got to send you this, uh, this 20 minute film because what, yeah. what, it, what, what it was, and this is completely uh, uh, resonant with what you're saying, Michael, is what the film was, was, it's nature. She's shooting nature, only nature, all by herself. She never made a film before. She's an operatic director, an operatic production manager in Italy. That's what she does, Italy and New York. Never made a film before. She did this thing. And so her soundtrack, because I asked her not to send me the one that she put my music in, it was it was just the sound of these lakes and the, all of these birds. It, the film is called One Word, like E.E. E. Cummings, Water and Birds. And, and the sound that she recorded herself was so fucking gorgeous that when I started writing, I said to her, do you care? She, she set up some like uh, wind chimes at some point on the lake two different points in the movie she had set up wind chimes on this lake with all these amazing birds being shot and recorded and and uh and i said do you mind if i take the wind chimes and and the lake sounds and i actually call that the dialogue but make it part of the score completely and that i write with that I'll write with it on all the time. I won't do anything. <laughs> and she said, yeah, you can do that. And I said, but here's the thing. I, 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 I own the music. So I want, is it okay if I call it part of the music? And she said, absolutely. So I, that's what I did. And I wrote, I wrote to the sound of nature. And I, there never, you go. I never in a million years thought that I would do that. 
and and my friend Bill, Bill, Bill is a he's a really good he's a really good producer and he's a fucking great guy. He's the producer that brought me to Lars and the Real Girl that film. He he did. Uh, oh, wow. what a wow. what a what a what a beautiful film and music, man. Yeah, and he also did Kite Runner. He he. he uh, oh he also, wow. He did Harvey Milk. He produced. Um, oh. Uh, uh, the Queen's Gambit for for Netflix. Really, uh, he's just a, and he's you know how you don't really meet so many filmmakers who are really really great people. Well, yeah. Bill is really really great people. <laughs> totally, no no reservations. A fucking great guy, unbelievable, guy. <laughs> unreal. And and he said. Uh-huh. It's just so cool. It was so cool that that it happened this way. But I, I I need your email address and I can send you the film because he'll let me. Uh, may, Elliot, maybe you could maybe you could uh, this way. I can send you both that film. Yeah. I think it's a really cool score. Really, no, I can send, yeah. just I'll, can't share it. Just Michael, watch it. Michael, I'll, I'll send David our um, cloud link. He says to drop it in there. And uh, we can both right pull on. it out of there. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Uh, okay, what's in that cloud link? Your stuff, your music. Okay. Okay, or I can open up another one. Whatever's easy. I'm naked. I'm naked. I'm naked. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we all so I, I, I'm, uh, I'm using Elliot as the depository uh, as I come across stuff. Um, and I'm just saying, I'm, I made, this is a live gig I did with uh, with my with my friend from Portland who plays percussion and oud and an electronic sax guy and a bass. And I think I want to put this out and here's something else I did with the trumpet player with effects and I'm playing all electronics. I think I want to put this out this year. So I'm just feeding him, you know, it's like a, a as a place to go and just say, okay, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Put it one, on of the the things that, one of the things that I find really interesting, Michael, these days is that, the the a barrier got broken in filmmaking and people are using drums like composed drum playing i know it as scores and it's not just in films it's now in 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 regular network television there's a there's a tv show that's pretty popular it's on like some midday midweek day every night every week at 10 o'clock at night and the only music that's in it there are no songs the only music that's in it is a guy playing drums i mean drums what, what, what is it 
it's what is it? Hospital show. I, I, I really. I call every hospital show Saint Elsewhere, so I'm not a good, <laughs> I'm general, not a good general hospital. <laughs> general hospital. That's yeah. No, no, it's uh, <laughs> ah, I got it. It's New Amsterdam. Okay. Okay. So okay. I, I, I sort of feel like there's a space in in the universe for really great solo drumming, very musical very compositional solo drumming that's just good drumming to be held as music and and uh, I know Antonio Sanchez is doing it you know a lot I, I mean Antonio did that film and he won an Oscar for it but then they yep. took it away but then he got the get shorty on Netflix and scored the whole thing with just drums yeah he did he did that yeah yeah, yeah. It's really, yeah. Um, it's, yeah. I, think, I think it's a moment, and I think that you probably sit on an unbelievable amount of your own drumming by itself yes. that yeah. I'm sure you could think of, you can see it as being compositional. And I think if you can think in one minute to four or five minute blocks of playing, you could pull stuff out of there and... And to to be frank, I I I know places where I, I I was invited to partner in a new kind of music library a couple of months ago. It 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 didn't it wasn't supposed to happen. It was a friend of mine starting it. He's an executive at a music tech company, and he's also a composer and a guitar player. And he looked at the music libraries and he went, how come all their shit all sounds the same? Like yeah. how all the music, all the, all the movie trailers sound the same. And what are these libraries doing? And he started talking to me about it seriously. And he, the couple months went by and he said, okay, so I've looked into this. I got a lawyer. I think I'm going to start this music library, a new kind of music library. And, uh -huh. and he, described, he described it to me and I said, it sounds like what you're asking, what you want to do is start, start a composer's library as opposed to a music library. And he said, yeah, well, how would I do that? And I went, um, shit, I'm really busy, man. We could be on the phone for like fucking hours if we start talking this stuff. Um, and so I started spinning some ideas at him and he'd come back to me with stuff and I'd go, no, you can't do that. Can't work that way. And, and, and you're, you, and he started picking composers and I said, no, it's gotta be broader than that. It's gotta be, it's gotta <laughs> be, it, it can't be all guitar players. It can't be people all over 50. It's got, there have to be, there have to be women. There really needs to be representation from every race in America, in the world, everybody's got to be there because they're not hard to find composers who can do stuff at home and have it be worthy of a film. And he said, well, what do you, how would you do it? And I said, well, I think you just go to the composers and say, you can write whatever the fuck you want. One minute to three minutes long. I don't care what it is. If you can imagine it honestly and sincerely as a piece that you wish were in a kind of film, and you can do five pieces like that, no matter what kind of film you think it is, but you honestly, 
get an idea of how it would be in a film, whether it's with dialogue or in a certain kind of place or whatever. And Barry went, wow, this would be great if we could do that. And I said, okay, well, he said, do you know people? And I said, yeah, I know, I know people. It'll be endless if you ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know everybody. Yeah. I know so many people who are so talented in so many different parts of music in the world. And, and so we started putting together a small, just for the presentation, we put together a limited number, which kept growing and people are throwing stuff at us. And it is, and it's, and it, Barry himself got a really good deal with a really big distributor. We're, we're going to make a presentation to them in January or February of what everything that we have you know, so um... far. So they get the idea and it's a great deal for the composers. I don't think there's another deal in library music even remotely as good as this. You get, you get, uh, yeah. I maybe shouldn't talk about this too much in public. But hey, do you guys, do you guys know Morgan Fisher, the keyboard player? No. Oh, wait, 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 Elliot, wait, Elliot. I, 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 I want to hear more about this from David. Well, well, yeah, I know before that, but Morgan has two albums out called Miniatures. And what he did was he collected it. He collected it had to be under sixty seconds by all of these great artists, and he put them on compilation albums. Uh, Hector Zazu, uh, um, uh, um, the guys from um, uh, uh, XTC, they all put something on it. Kevin Coyne, these great, great artists, and that's yeah, what this I'm is, talking about. This, right? this is basically that's functionally the idea. Yeah. But it's being it's being posed as a as a competitor to the to typical music libraries that everyone in Hollywood goes to. I mean, yeah. I mean, not just Hollywood; it's around the world. So, yeah. So the idea was to present stuff that composers wanted to present. So, and uh, Michael, the the collection of stuff that's there now is unbelievable. It's fucking unbelievable. I mean, do you remember Hugh Marsh, the violinist from Toronto, electronics and violin? Um, no, I should, huh? Yeah, yeah. He was in Bruce Coburn's band, and and he, he he's he he's on a million Hans Zimmer scores. I think he's unbelievable talent. Dougie Bound, you know Dougie, right? Yeah. The, the drummer Dougie, he's also yeah. right. For film, so we got a bunch of people who have already done films, and then and a lot of young people, and and it's it's really lively. I can't believe it. I think I got this feeling like when I was starting to curate the material that was coming into me, I was going, "This is too good. This is way too good to succeed." <laughs> oh my god! And so and so, you said it wasn't meant to be. What happened? But well, well, no. No, I, I, it, it is meant to be. There's a, there's a deal on paper. Um, we just have to do the presentation. That means collecting me, collecting everything together. Me and Barry choosing what's going into the presentation, and then we go make the presentation. But the contract is already the, all the major points. As far as I know, the major points of the contract are already agreed to. So, who's, who's the contract with? Um, it's with a big uh, a library company whom I won't name until it goes on. Oh, yeah, that's okay. It's another and library company. 
And there's another another company in the background as well that that's an off chance, but it's a good chance because uh, I'm 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 connected to somebody who's uh, uh, one of the executive vice presidents there. So um, we'll we'll see what happens. It's pretty cool and. I think if you don't do anything else with some of your solo drumming stuff or solo drumming with electronics, if you can think in that mode after January when it's happening, I'll say, please, if you want to do this, I'll show you the deal straightforward. You know, you don't have yeah. to work at it. <laughs> right. I've got a lot of stuff, David. I've got a lot, a lot of stuff oh. on film. And not only that, I found cassette tapes from 1972, 1973, where I had my roadie record every drum solo I played with Santana. And that's when I was like smoking. And so I can get those cleaned up now and cut out bits and pieces, you know, into one minute segments or this or that or whatever. Oh, no, that's Santana shit. That's history, though. You should do something special with that. Man, I would yeah. make a I would make a record for drummers of that, yeah, the, drummers yeah the, at, the Santana solos, man. That's uh, yeah. Well, that's when I, I I was I was kind of peaking around '73, and you know, I'm not ashamed to say it, it. You know, I can't play like I used to play, but um, it doesn't mean I don't have the wisdom, you know, or this or that. And oh. and the rhythm and the rhythm doesn't leave you, you know, which is why I'm trying to learn the software, but um. But, but yeah, I should put that stuff out somehow in some kind of package, you know. Yeah, 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 definitely. I would say that, you know, maybe your kids would do it anyway when you're gone. But that's really legacy kind of material, Michael. No, I mean, no, no, the kids aren't going to do it. And the and the and the when I'm when I'm thinking of calling releasing this old stuff like these gigs and everything is like a legacy i'm yeah. gonna name legacy and so there'll be a, a distinct thing like this is some old shit but i think you're gonna like it you know you know you know uh when when we met when you met tim in seattle tim was like that's michael shreve that that's michael shreve he played the drum solo at that santana thing <laughs> What's that? And I, went, I went that's that's michael it's him he goes that's him right there that's him i'm like yeah it's well, we we met a guy last week who's still in awe, Novaris. Uh, uh, he called me the other day. I can't believe I was talking to Michael Shreve, you know, and uh, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that. I think well, I, you know, I I would separate that out from the stuff that I I think the stuff where you you were like because I I I know how you think and I know how I think and I understand the whole vibe of of you know not being able to do what you once could do, but you still have the same, you still have the same spirit and mind is still really in the same place. So intention yeah. is everything. Kind yeah. of the way it goes. Remember how good Elvin's bass drum sounded that night? I thought I was going to die, man. And oh. he, was, he was like six months away from death. And he was like, yeah. I thought I was going to just die from that bass drums. I know. I thought that, Holy shit! He's like a million years old. So I think like the Santana. Hey, stuff, hey, he's not a million years old, dude. He's not. He's like four years older than us at that time. Oh, oh, was that true? 
<laughs> Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. But how about the uh, stuff? You, you, you think you peaked with Santana? What's that? Do you think Santana was your peak? That you, uh, that was it? No, not necessarily. But it's like the, for, you, the for, stuff for, you, the, for, the for that kind of, the Stomu stuff's incredible. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. When I, yesterday I'm working, I'm this and this, and I just for the hell of it, I've got a, um, I've got an, uh, uh, um, Amazon Alexa here. Uh, now that I say that, it's going to start talking to me. And but, mine, mine just went on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, just for the hell of it, because I, I'm I'm asking stuff like while I'm doing like certain kind of work, I'm saying, um, a play me ambient film music, you know, or ambient soundtracks, and it starts playing like ambient soundtracks, you know, and I'm thinking, I love the future, and um, I've always <laughs> I've always I've always wanted this, and so for the hell of it, I said, um, a play Michael Shreve. And what it did was it started playing not my solo stuff, but everything I've ever played on. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God, right? And so it was like live in Paris and this and that. And I'm like, I don't even hardly remember this stuff because I never I never go back and listen, frankly. And so, um, but anyway, um, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of stuff that I, you, I just you, think... Do you have any goals? Do you have any goal stuff with Patrick, with Gleason? Any old stuff with Patrick? Yeah, yeah, the gold stuff when you guys played like the bottom line and stuff. Oh, I don't know if that was ever recorded, frankly. And I left that tour, which really pissed a lot of people off. But I just wasn't going to do it under the circumstances that they were. You know, Stomu and I are all right, but um. But, you know, to crowd like a dozen people into like, you know, a stage that's eight by eight. I just like, you know, get the fuck out of here. You know, this is like an important artist and, you know, you don't treat him like that. So, um, but I have other stuff with Patrick from a solo album that was never released. Like before Polyphonic Synthesizers, when Patrick created an orchestral piece of a Stomia Moscow piece before I met Stomu that I loved. And so he had to create the whole orchestra instrument by instrument. One note, yeah. One note at a time, yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. That stuff's incredible, you know? Well, David, I've got to play a track that uh, we did a gig, Patrick Gleason and Sam Morrison and myself. And um, there's a lot about it I didn't like, but I took all the elements and I made a, a piece. And Patrick hated it, mainly because I took out every one of his solos, and um, because uh, because just because. And um, but it's so great, it's so cool. I'll send it to you. It's like a Tio Macero, like I chopped the whole thing and and did this and that. A year later, he called me. He said, I "Fucking listen to it again, and you were right, and it sounds great. Do whatever you want with it." And uh, because he's not a soloist, you know, but he played in Herbie's band a while. And so he's like, I'm the, you know, the white guy that hung with the brothers and this. And so, but he, he's not a soloist. But what he's brilliant at is doing synthesis. And now he's completely, 
everybody is into modular synthesis, right? And he used to have the huge emu and everything. He doesn't bother with that. He's completely Ableton, you know? uh, (laughs) Yep, yep. That's for kids, you know? But people are are really into that stuff now. They really are. But yeah, David, what do you think about all that, uh, all that, um, that resurgence of um, that kind of synthesis? I mean, I'm all for it because, you know, people are digging it, but um, what do you think? I, you know, there's a lot that I like, and, and yeah. I, I think what I really like about it is it's not so much about the musical results, but what's what it's doing for the guitar community, because the there, there's been an interface between modular and guitarists who use electronics. And really? uh, yeah, it's really kind of the stuff that I predicted 30 years ago is happening now in guitar. I mean, and part of that is fed by it, it's it's become almost like a combined community with the modulars. Like the, it is it is it's right on the it's 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 right over the border of happening. It really started happening about maybe 10 years ago and uh, as pedals became much more sophisticated and pedal designers became much more sophisticated and oh okay so like my friend gary hall who built that that looping device for me the lexicon pcm 42 with all the the thing that i did so much looping on still do that he is he's a modular designer so so you, you can see all these little cracks all over the place and and it's really only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. It's doing exactly, it's doing for the guitar community what I thought it would do 35 or 40 years ago when I, when I saw, when I looked at the picture and I went, it's not just about like heroic guitar player anymore. It's not about this anymore. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 going to another place and I'm going, you know, and yeah, yeah. It makes me really happy that this shit is happening because, my God, the best, one of the best devices of the last 20 years came from a guitar pedal designer who built the most incredible looping device. And and it, it was one more, I've got three similar devices. It started around 2007. A German guy built a device that did shit that I could only do on my computer. And I've been doing with computers since around 95, 94, doing like hard cutting, random cutting, controlling, oh. controlling random cutting, figuring out how to, you could actually control control it, get rhythms out of it, make rhythms out of it, out of ambient material and all this stuff. And some dude in Germany had this, pedal out and I saw it and I went what the fuck dude and I went and I called the guy 
We, I helped him develop the pedal further. It became kind of an underground hit, way too expensive for most people, but I was working in film at that point. So I was just, cash. It, dude, if it was there and it was, it was good, I bought it. I bought yeah. it. I helped him grow the device into something even better. And that tr was the beginning trigger of this whole thing with guitars and looping and the looping devices that I have now in pedal form, especially the one I got this year from France. It's like I wrote, I probably wrote 20 pieces of music based on the fact that I could do all this shit in real time while I had a guitar in my hands. And I, it's really exciting. And, and I, I, I just completely get it, man. It is I want to ask you, David, do you know, are you familiar with a pop group called Sun Lux? Again? S-O-N-L-U-X. No. I want you to really check them out. And the guitar player is brilliant. He's got a solo album out of standards, but it ain't nothing like standards you've ever heard. But the group, the drummer is oh. one of my favorite. And... Um, they're just like to, to me. They're they're like the epitome of like an exploratory group that you know does. Um, ah man, they're all firing. The singer is phenomenal. It's just really something. It's a trio. Yeah, I see them. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, I just. I, I, I figured pull them up while we're talking about it, so I can see what's up. Yeah. I'll check yeah, they're all exploratory, and it's really a pleasure to uh, to hear them. And I've seen them live too. Yeah, so so I'm I'm still excited by the modular community because of all that. I really yeah. I see what it's doing for for you know. Otherwise, guitar players are or it, it it's 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 still weedly weedly weedly. It's still can you play these changes? It's still you know, more weedly, 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 and or it's just the old classic blues played really, really well, you know? And I love all of it, but... Yeah, I'm with you. But, but you know, there's a future, right? <laughs> I'm with you. You know, it's like I have this, um, this uh, video podcast, um with some great drummers, you know, it's called stick people. And it's like Lenny white and, um, Mike Clark, David Garibaldi and Gregorico from Sly and the family stone and myself. So during the pandemic, because we all, we all based in the Bay area, except for Lenny, but he hung out there all the time. And he was like 20 years old, just like me and 21. And so during the pandemic, we started Zooming three times a week. Like, we just wanted to talk. And I recorded all of them. And we just enjoyed getting together. Now it's become, like, produced and we have guests, you know, like, we we have, you know, like, we have, well, what, you know, all kinds of drummers. Um, but now it's really produced and edited very well. Uh, we just had Eric Harland. Uh, it's going to come out in a few days. Oh, I'm loving and, Eric Harland these days, man. Oh, my God. Is he beautiful or what, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'll send you the episode. But anyway, we have a YouTube channel called Stick People. And um, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, except that, oh, I know why. It's because it's because I'm so different than all of them. Right. <laughs> I love that they're my brothers, right? But, I mean, to them and everybody I've worked with in that realm, like the rock, I am just fucking out there, you know? And I don't know, man. I love my world. I just love my world. Like you love your world, you know? I, I, I'm definitely, I feel, I feel it's a strange thing to be, but, but I, I still feel if I, if I look at it and I relax and I stop judging everything, I really feel comfortable in that, in this outsider role. It doesn't, it, 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 it's fine, you know, as long as I'm working and being productive, I don't give a shit, you know, right, like, right. as soon as right. I'm not productive, I bum out and I, I get, I get angry and I get frustrated. And, but as soon as I'm productive, taking it out on your dog. Yeah. Yeah. No, not on my dog. I'm, I'm more likely to take it out on my kids. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't hear that. We didn't hear that. <laughs> no, no, it's not true. Uh, well, but David, you've been, you, but you you've been out there from day one, though, right? Uh, I don't. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I I knew that I I knew that I had to cultivate something of, of my own pretty young. I wasn't uh -huh. sure that I I really was not sure that I was doing that until sometime around 1980 or so. Actually, no. It's, it was based on some shit that I wrote in the 70s, like music that I actually composed for a band. And then I realized, okay, I'm not really, I'm not really interested in being inside the, the, I just, I'm looking for something. I don't want to have to look at the boundaries that other people set up. I just want, I'm just looking for something. And Michael, yeah. that's what, and that's what you did when you left Santana. You yeah. have a Absolutely. I mean, I mean, immediately I started, you know, what did I do? I went to, I, I went to, for 200 days of a year, I, I searched for this Japanese percussionist that like had a timpani stick in his mouth and a, you know, leaping over the stage with full drums of a record I saw. And I thought, oh my God, I've gone through all the, all the repertoire of drum solos and jazz and this and this. And you know how it is, David. You you see something or and hear something, and you just connect, you know, and 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 you have a new path in life. Period, just like that. Yeah. And I realized I got to find this guy. And when I found him on the on the last day of a two hundred and forty day tour, literally, because we were paying back taxes that somebody fucked us over about. I met him in a Parisian hotel and I had to go to his room and he opened the door and he's about four feet tall. And, um, uh, but he, he had the status and the stature of a guy eight feet tall. Right. right. Like, Hello. You know? And, um, I mean, this is the guy that like great composers of European music were writing percussion pieces for who then left that world and started an avant-garde theater group. 
you know, based in London. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so, and so we met like that. And he was very, by two hours later, we were both on the floor, you know, like laughing, yeah. like drumming and doing this. And it was like, and his wife was born the exact same day as me. And there was a connection and I, I fall in love with these people. I swear to God, I do. You know, I, I, yeah. I really, I, I, it's love. I, 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 it's so, my appreciation is so deep. It's got, it's got, I've come to realize it's, it's the only word is love. I fall in love with these people who are so beautiful and so creative. The only way you can make music, I think, and keep making it, Michael, is the love. If, if, if you don't, if that's not there, then you don't have it for the music. And, you, you yeah. know, and and if you don't have it for the music, then you can't you can't you can't stay outside it, and you can't stay inside it. It's just not it's not happening, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Or it would. Uh, all I could say is it wouldn't be worth it to most of my friends anymore at that point. If that love is gone, if it becomes something else, it's not worth it anymore. And uh, it it is it is. I think it's like the little fire that ticks us along and ticks us along and we forget about it. And then it kicks us in the ass one day where you go, holy shit, we did that. He did that. Oh my God. You know, and you get that moment and go, right, I'm here. Fuck it. I'm here. This is it. Right. That's right. Yeah. I know. Guys, how does it feel when you listen and you say, I did it. I, 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 I sometimes, I, you know, I'm, I'm most moved by my own stuff, if I'm actually moved by it, like I was listening to somebody else's music. If I hear something and I remember what I put into it and how far away it was from all the little things that bug you during the day of every day and all the bullshit and the money and, you know, fighting with, with women and children and animals and the world itself. (laughs) <laughs> that, moment, that moment where where you where you hear that and and you did it and you're double moved by it because you can feel what you felt while it was occurring you know you can feel it if it's just writing or if it's playing it's the same thing it's like holy yeah. shit and and I don't because of that stuff I I, I don't I never judge my own work as being good or bad and don't want to, but I know the stuff that I love the most is the stuff that I knew I put the most into always. So I, I would say, I was wow. going to say to you before that, that I really would like you to hear a couple of records that I know you haven't heard, uh, Elliot. Like, I think you should, I definitely think you should hear Presence. Which I have was, it. I have it. You have that one? Yeah. I think you should hear the splatter cell discs. I oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. And I think you should hear What Means Solid Traveler. Do you have that one? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, that that's was... brilliant. Yeah, I love all those records. That, 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 but that's, remember What Means Solid Traveler? That was a moment for me where I just went, I don't, I don't have any, I just don't, uh, there, there are no boundaries on me that, that I'm I free myself. You know, yeah. I just, I just. That was a beautiful time. That was a beautiful time, and and the musicians you were 
working with and collaborating with were, you know, you were all attuned. And even the title, like I, for years, that title has stuck with me. You know, it's just like, it's so cosmic. You know what I mean? I mean, we are, we are travelers and. Uh, you know where I, it came from, Michael, right? You know, you know, it was one of those, you know, when you're traveling by yourself on planes a lot and with no, no buddies, no friends, but you're just traveling, traveling, traveling. I was on a plane and I was like, and I was, I was doing some kind of little meditation and I just went into, I went into that like almost complete dispersion thing where like, you know, every, everything felt like a molecule or something, you know, yeah, I just yeah. like part of these spinning molecules. And, and I went, well, really like, this is not, it wasn't meant to be negative. It's like, what, I, I'm like a traveler and like, nothing is solid. <laughs> you know, like I'm just traveling. That's all I do. I only travel. And I'm thinking, yeah, when I'm home, when I'm with people, I'm not really there. I'm really on the move somewhere. I don't know where it is, you know. It's so out. I never oh, said, no, no, I, I, I get it. I, I get it so hard. I just about that, you know. See, yeah. Okay, now Michael, getting back to you now, Transvestation <laughs> was your first out of the box album, right? Yeah, but guys, I'm gonna have to leave. Uh, I, I I promised my wife like a then she's dealing with some stuff, and so I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm sorry, Mom. I'm going to have to say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> well, well met, and um, yes. Uh, uh, Before you leave, when you when you put out Transvestation, did you? Yeah. Was that a whole different? Um, I mean, that was out of the box at the time. Well, for, for me, okay. So this is what happens. This is what happens when you follow your heart. And I pursue a guy like Stomi Amashita. And I, I'm i pursuing him because I want to do avant-garde percussion. That's my, I, that's why I pursued him. Right. I wanted to do what he was doing. What he was in the middle of doing already was he wanted to do a pop record. And he already had Steve Winwood, And he already had this guy I never heard of named Klaus Schultz. <laughs> and so this is what happens, like, I mean, so I go to London. I'm doing Automatic Man at the same time as as um, Stomu because they're on the same label. Chris Blackwell signed both of them, and and then I walk in this room and there's this guy with his keyboards and you know, like Moog and and I'd never heard anything like it in my life. And I just realized, oh my god! So because of Stomu, I, I met I met. Um, well, a lot of people, I mean, I could go on and on about Stormy Amashita, like how people used to come visit him, like film directors and fashion designers. And I mean, big people, you know, and what I learned from Stormy is you do interesting stuff and you will meet interesting people. You know, that's how you meet them. Just do it. And, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, and, and you attract. And so... And so I've, I started listening to, to Klaus Schultz records, and he I, I, realized, I found out he's quite popular. And I love the sequences, you know, the sequences. I was like, goo, 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 you know, it's like, oh, yeah. And But every time the drums came in, I was like, oh. 
So my whole thing with Klaus was, please let me come over and let's do something. Not to put anybody down, but... And so I go over there, I make this record, but I I never played drum set on it, you know? I just played, like, timbales and cowbells and some electronic stuff. But to me, I'm still that way. Like, even this Drums of Compassion record I have coming out, there's pieces where I'm not even on, you know? It's like, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter, you know? I want to present a journey, and it's not about me, you know? So, um, anyway, yeah. Man, I love both you guys. I, I do yeah. have to leave. David Torn, you and me aren't finished. We got we to... Gotta, uh, we got to exchange links and musicians and share that. And Elliot, thank you so much, brother, for doing this. Glad you were able to. Also, we haven't said dude once. I'll give I'll give David the link so he, you guys can share what you have to. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. We'll, we'll get that done. Michael, be good. I'll talk to you during the week. You bet. Take okay. care, guys. Be good. Bye, man. Okay, David. Bye, David. Thank you for listening to New Mexico DJ Service Presents Fly on the Wall podcast with Elliot Goldstein. This podcast is listener-funded so if you wish to assist the Venmo info is New Mexico DJ Service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ Service at gmail.com. Any size contributions would be appreciated. Please tell your friends about the show. The more the merrier. Please play nice with one another. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Fly on the Wall. There are more great interviews to follow, so please list us as one of your favorites and be sure to follow. We are listener-funded. If you would like to assist our Venmo info is New Mexico DJ Service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ Service at gmail.com. Please remember to share our info. Thanking you all.